Welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. And uh, we got a question from one of our listeners basically asking about using your funds of DCP in your retirement. How does DCP help your retirement income? And we at Retirement Systems, we spend so much time telling people to save, save, save for retirement. And then that retirement day finally comes. And now, guess what? You get to actually spend your retirement income. And but uh, a lot of people kind of maybe they've spent so much time waiting and and saving, then they don't really know how to go about and spend that money and maybe kind of have have some fun with it. <laughs> it it's it's so true. I think um, people get used to looking at their balance every day and they want to see it go up. And then you're like, oh, now I can actually spend this. Yeah. And what what should I spend it on? And I often joke with people like, you can do whatever you want with it. You can buy a boat, you can buy a Winnebago, you can pay off all your debt, you can pay your mortgage off, um, or you can just let it sit there until the IRS is gonna make you start taking some of it out there. <laughs> and then you can take it out and put it into a savings account it, it, and still not spend it. <laughs> ex ex exactly, yeah, just, just because you have to pay taxes, but that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you still, you're, you're right, you still don't have to spend it. I think <laughs> at DRS, we have a number of options. If people are thinking about wanting to convert that money into some sort of like monthly income stream through annuity options, and sometimes annuities feel like bad words to people or they have like um, bad impressions of them. And so part of, I think, why we wanted to do this episode, I think Clara was the person that asked the question, is just to let people know that there are different options for saving that money. It might also give you a goal when you're saving for like, hey, I'm going to turn this money into a monthly income stream so then I can, you know, go out to eat more often when I'm retired or like plan on having a, uh, a vacation once a month uh, or, or traveling with that with that money. So, um, yeah, there are, there are lots of different options to spend once you save. Yeah. And so we want to clarify that, you know, it's when you retire, obviously, you'll be getting a certain pension amount mm -hmm. as a public employee. And then at some point, you'll be getting income as well from Social Security. But then if you have a DCP account, you can also draw funds from this DCP account. And so as we talk about DCP gives you options. And like you said, all these things, you could either take out all the money at once and make a splurgy purchase like a boat, or you can set it up to say, okay, I want X amount per month. Mm -hmm. It gives you a lot of good choices to consider. Yeah. So when a person retires from one of their state retirement systems, whether it's the law enforcement plan or the, the teacher's plan or the public employee's plan, school plan, one of their options when they retire is that they can do what we call purchase an additional annuity. And they can use funds from outside savings like DCP to increase what their pension benefit is going to be every month for the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, and for some people, that's really important because you know what your set expenses are mm. and your pension and your Social Security might not meet that need. Yeah. Or like you said, it could give you that little bit extra to do fun splurgy things like eating at fancy restaurants or traveling more often. Yeah. And, and some people really appreciate having a monthly amount that they know they can spend. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I think it's really common for people who are working. It's like, well, I, I know my check, my paycheck every month is this amount of money, so that's how much money I can spend. Um, I know I'm going to get another check next in two weeks or at the end of the month or whatever. And so I think it's very similar for folks who have this 
big pot of money to not know exactly how much to do, how much to spend out of it. But if you're getting this monthly amount uh, through an annuity, it can give you a little more certainty in, in what your options are. Yeah, that's a really great point. Instead of just looking at your DCP account balance and going, wow, that's a lot of money, but is it a lot of money? <laughs> right. Like maybe I want someone to help me kind of restrain my spending a little bit. So you, like you said, an annuity can help basically put some perimeters around that. Yeah, I think one of the other nice things about the annuity options is that they are guaranteed for the rest of your life. Yes. So it, it, it's not going to run out. I think that's one of the things that people get scared about when they see their DCP. And, and oftentimes to your point, like why people won't start taking distributions out of their account because they don't want that money to run out. Right. There's that fear of, oh, what if I live to 110 and I, I still need some income? And now, yeah, you're going to have your pension, you're going to have your social security, those are going to pay you every month for the rest of your life. And if you add an annuity option on, that's also going to continue to pay from the state for the rest of your life. What are some examples? Like, what is a base price of an annuity? Obviously, you can't buy an annuity for $1,000, but... Yeah, so um, for... The state offers different annuities and different plans have different limits and or not limits. Some some do have limits. Some have <laughs> minimums. Mo- most of the plans are around twenty five thousand dollars for a Starting loan. It. Yeah, so you have to purchase. So you have to save at least that amount of money over okay, the course so $25, of twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So in this case, I, I ran just for the minimum twenty five thousand dollars in in the public employee plan, and so twenty five thousand dollars you could turn into one hundred and forty two dollars every month for the rest of your life, and. Sometimes people look at that and go, oh, man, that that seems like not very much money. (laughs) And that's retiring at age 65. Yeah. And purchasing an annuity for $25,000 gives you $142, roughly speaking, in in the uh, the public employee system. And that's one of the things to be aware of. Like, all of these factors are personal. So it depends on what plan you're in, what your age is in, if you're gonna have a survivor option. So so the numbers we're sharing today are just examples and you can run your own scenarios for if I retired at 70 or if I retired at 55 and, and purchase one of these annuities, what would the scenarios be? I think one of the things that oftentimes turns people off of private sector annuities is that they don't have what's oftentimes referred to as like a refund option. So in this case, let's say I purchase a annuity for $25,000, I get my first check of $142 and then I die the next month. Oh. And people are like, oh, I, I just wasted $25,000 that could have gone to my heirs. With the state annuities, these are refundable up to the amount of your purchase and how much you've received back. So yeah. So uh, in that example, if you died a year after retirement, the remaining amount would still go to your... Yes, to whoever I've listed as my beneficiary. Yes. Yeah, so yes. the $25,000 minus whatever payments I'd already Had received. Received in the last yeah. year. So, so if I've already received payments over the $25,000, then there's no remaining amount to be paid out. But gotcha. if there is a remaining amount to be paid out, it'll, it'll go to whoever's listed as a beneficiary. And I think for a lot of people that kind of relieves some of the pressure, like the, I want to say buyer's remorse, that isn't the right the right <laughs> word, um, but, but that concern of like, oh, I made a bad choice. And mm-hmm. on some level, it's like, well, you're no longer alive. You're not going to know if you made a bad choice or not. <laughs> um, but you want to leave your family in good standing and you don't want to leave your family angry at you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or, or feeling like I wasted. Like you wasted, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, th- I think that's an option for people to really consider. 
if they have this big lump sum of money or any lump sum of money uh, and they're thinking about uh, what they want to do with it. Now, there, there are some, I guess, downsides to that type of annuity, to the, the annuity with the state, because you can only purchase it when you start your pension benefit. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of folks, that makes sense. That's when they're completely transitioning their life, they're, all their regular payment sources are stopping from their job. And so they want to start their uh, pension. They're going to start their Social Security. Um, but some people aren't planning on starting their Social Security right away, and they need money out of their deferred comp to get them to when they're going to start their Social Security. Right. And so they, they need more out of their deferred comp or something like that. So maybe this type of annuity might not make as much sense because there are different types of annuities in the private sector where people can like, um, it'll pay you just an annuity for of a certain amount for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or, mm -hmm. or things like that. So if I'm just drawing kind of random amounts, I decide I'm going to draw random amounts from my deferred compensation account mm -hmm. in retirement, how often can I do that? Could I do that once a month and choose my own amount? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. You can take out distributions whenever you want, basically. And I think I think right now we only make payments twice a month on like the, month. the first or the 15th. But you can set up installment payments. You, so you can set up regular installments and say, you know, I want $1,000 every month until the money runs out or until I tell you to stop. But you can also say, I'm going to take out $5,000 this month and I'm going to wait until I need money again. Right. And then, yeah. and then, and then decide later. Yeah, yeah, how much you need and when you need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of flexibility with, with deferred comp or other types of like retirement savings to do that sort of, use it more like a savings account sort of right. is, is how I, I think about it, or maybe to replenish your savings account. <laughs> um, when, right, when because then the other thing to mention is obviously then as you're leaving the money in your deferred compensation account, it's going to continue to grow with interest. Yeah, as it's in, depending on how it's invested and, right. and how, the mar <laughs> how the market does during that time period, certainly can grow. We were talking before we started recording, but I, I read a study a little bit ago that, and I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but a certain percentage of uh, retirees end up passing away with more money in their retirement accounts than when they actually retired because mm. the, the market did well while they were retired and they weren't spending as much out of the account. And so it continued to grow and they actually couldn't spend it fast enough. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's something to be aware of that for a lot of folks, when they retire, they still have 20 or 30 years that that money's going to last. And yeah. that's a long time to have money invested. And yeah. there can be um, significant growth. But that's also why it can be scary. It's like, I might need the money in 20 or 30 years, so I'm not going to want to spend it. True, because um, like we've had episodes about this before, but about healthcare expenses. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen to you in 10 years, especially yeah. in retirement. Yeah, all sorts of long-term care expenses that people, I think, kind of save for worst-case scenario. And it's great if, to have the money if that comes up, but it, the worst-case scenario doesn't happen for everybody. And right. so you might end up at the end of your life with more in that account than you expected. And then that's a good problem to have and figure, figure out what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. You sort of could leave it, leave it to your family yeah. as well. And then in terms of withdrawing money, like we said, you can leave it in the account, but at a certain point there, are, of course, are these things called required minimum distributions. 
yeah, so you have to start taking the money out at a certain age, and that age has changed over time. time. <laughs> the federal government has changed it a couple of times. I think for, for younger folks, it's, it's pretty safe to say right now that it's uh, at age 75, you'll start having to take that money out. Um, for people who are retiring now, it's probably going to be more like age mm-hmm. 73 when you have to start taking that money out. And there are formulas that basically say that you have to take a certain percentage out based on how old you are. And it's something to be aware of for folks to plan for those taxes. That's why you're having to take the money out is that the the IRS will want you to start paying taxes on this money. So you're going to have to take out a certain percentage every year. Uh, That percentage will change over time. Uh, And if you haven't taken out the the required amount, uh, it'll be forced out to you. So that way you you don't receive a, a tax penalty for not taking the money out. And as you said, really actually appreciate this. People sometimes think, well, well what am I going to do with that money? Well, if you if you don't need it, you can put it in a savings account. Put it in a savings account. Yeah, you or, don't have to spend it on <laughs> items. Yeah. You can even put it in an investment account a separate, sure. and, and let it continue to grow in a, in in a, a private yeah, after-tax uh, sure. account. So that's something just for people to be aware of. So another example is if you're in... Plan three, and you purchase a tap annuity, and plans one and two use a annuity, mm-hmm. but plan three uses the tap annuity, and tap stands for the total allocation portfolio. Right. And so, yeah, plan plan one and two, and even plan three members can purchase that additional annuity as part of their pension when they retire. They can start an additional annuity um, that they're using supplementary savings from like their DCP account or other 457 accounts or something like that. Part of being a Plan 3 member is that your contributions are going into an investment account. And when you stop working, similar to the DCP, you you have this investment account, but you're a Plan 3 member, you can do what you want with that money. You can buy a boat or buy a Winnebago. (laughs) But another option is that you can purchase what's called the TAP annuity, the Total Allocation Portfolio Annuity. And this is annuity, once again, through the state of Washington. One of the things I like about the TAP annuity is that you can actually start it at any time. Hmm. So if you quit work at 55 and want to retire early, but you don't want to start collecting your pension yet, you can actually start your TAP annuity. Oh, right. Yeah. Or you can leave that money there until you're 72 and then purchase a tap annuity, get, get the income stream started later on. Later, yeah. So, and, and you don't have to use your entire account balance. You can use whatever amount from that investment account that you want to purchase an annuity. So similarly, you can say, I want to use $100,000 or I want to use $50,000, but you can only purchase one. I ran a couple of more scenarios. I ran one for school employee, Plan 3 member who currently 65 and they're going to start collecting their TAP annuity. And I said that they had $100,000 in their account. And if they chose to purchase a TAP annuity, they would start receiving about $540 every month for the rest of their life. So they could turn $100,000 into about $542 of monthly income for the rest of their life. Rest of their life. Nice. And similarly, that's got the same sort of refund. They pass away immediately after purchasing the annuity. That $100,000 goes to whoever they had listed as their beneficiary, or if they live for a few years, whatever the remainder of that amount is. Right. The other thing I, I like about the tap annuities, or, or really annuities in general, but um, I ran a, a similar scenario for a school employee, but I, I kind of had this thought in my head, like, they need 
an additional $1,000. They mm -hmm. know what their pension's gonna be, they know what Social Security is gonna be, but they would feel better if they had another $1,000 every month. Mm -hmm. And so I ran that scenario and said, uh, that meant that they would have to purchase an annuity for $184,000. So if they had $184,000 in their Plan 3 account, you know, after working for 20 or 30 years, it might be totally possible, they could then add a fixed monthly amount of, of $1,000 to their income streams that they're going to have. That's cool. It can kind of be overwhelming for people, like what dollar amount to choose or, or how much to uh, annuitize. The real message is that you have flexibility with those investment accounts mm -hmm. and, and different things to think about. For some folks, it's going to make it so that they could retire earlier and have like a secure monthly amount. And of course, for those who are listening, you can go on to your online account, have some options in there for running numbers on these particular annuities. You can run all sorts of scenarios. And I think that you're you're right. It's, it's super helpful. We talk to folks who have like $500,000 in their Plan 3 account, and they just wow. have no idea what they're going to do. It sort of feels like life-changing money. Yeah. You can say, well, you could convert that to, you know, $2,500 every month. Oh, okay, that helps kind of put it in a more realistic, understandable sense. Yeah. A person could say, I'm just going to take $200 a month because that's what I need or that's <laughs> that's my fun, that's going to be my fun money. Right. Uh, and I'm going to use use that and, and not feel guilty about whatever I'm going to do with it. Right. Yeah. I really just wanted to make sure that we destigmatized annuities a little bit and let mm. people think about what options they might have. And the annuities we've talked about are annuities that the state offers. We're not in the business of, of making a profit off of them. There are private sector annuities that might give different options that make more sense for a person. And it's certainly in a good idea to shop around and think about what might make sense. And that's where running those different scenarios and examples can be really helpful for an individual to look at their own personal situation using yeah. their DRS online account. I didn't really realize that there were negative stigmas around annuities that maybe some of these private companies that they don't have that insurance backing. So if you do end up dying before, you know, in, yeah, in the next couple of years. So that, that's why it is important to do your research. That refund of contributions is a feature that you can pay for. And annuities in general tend to be insurance type product. They, they are insured in that you are guaranteed to receive a monthly amount for the rest of your life. But you never know how long you're going to live. That, and that's that's exactly right. And I think that's where it can make people feel a little bit uncertain. For a lot of folks, having a set monthly amount that they know they're not going to drop below when you have a pension and Social Security and annuity, it can help relieve a, a lot of stress in a person's life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's great to know that the state of Washington does offer these annuities and TAP annuities and that they are insured. Whether you end up living for a very long age or passing on early, that balance will either be paid out to you or to your beneficiaries. Yeah, you know, that's, that's something that we didn't talk about that I think one of the reasons people do end up purchasing annuity uh, sometimes at time of retirement is that they want to take their money out of the market. Mm -hmm. they, they don't want to be responsible for that investment risk. I mean, you're giving up the possibility of the market going up and crazy and your money doubling or whatever. And so sometimes that's the reason people don't purchase annuity. They don't want their money to be locked in. They think, oh, I can, I can maybe do better with my own investments and get more money in the long run. But it is kind of thing to take into consideration is that like, well, then my money's not going to go down if I'm purchasing an annuity. And, and for some people, I think that's really important for them to say, like, I'm, I'm going to take that risk off the table and 
feel like I'm, I don't have that risk of running out of money. Yeah, so I think the bottom line is just obviously do your research, you know, and we've, uh, there's calculators on the DRS website through your online account that you can run numbers. Yeah, that's we, we have lots of webinars and yeah. videos about annuities to try to help people understand. If people wanted to take a deep dive, there's lots more of information on our website um, and, and tools that people can kind of run their own scenarios. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jenny. Thanks for listening, and now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.